Yo, yo, guys, welcome back. And as you heard at the top portion of the segment, commonly called the introduction here on the Young Fire podcast, um, yeah, we're going to talk about I am not my hair. So, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not my hair, man. Uh, I talked about it or spoke about it or made mention of it. Uh, I think the last podcast or the podcast before the last one. But sometimes when you're a person of color and you have hair, that has been a huge rub in the last handful of years here in America. Why? I do not know, but it irks to the nth degree. But anywho, uh, you know, what I talked about a couple segments ago. Sometimes you may be you know, a woman in corporate America and people want to touch your hair and feel it and think you're the office pet that you want to touch your hair and oh, run their fingers through it and make comments about it. Ugh, it irks. I don't have that problem because, you know, I don't have hair. I'm bald. But anywho, I understand the frustration like I do. But today, I'm one of the focus... And the Oscars was last night, so by the way, shout out, salute, congratulations to everyone who won an Oscar for their performance, their supporting role, their movie, their production, their directorial debuts and everything, their cast, soundtrack, everybody who won an Oscar, congrats, hats off to you. <sighs> okay, got that out of the way. But I wanted to focus on, in speaking about the Oscars last night, a story that broke several weeks back of a young teenager, a young high schooler uh, in Texas, a young man by the name of DeAndre Arnold, uh, a, a young man who is of Trinidad, or Trinidadian, I guess that's how you say, culture, his culture, his background, his, his, his culture, he's from Trinidad, and that culture is huge for their hair, the young man has locks, it's not a distraction. It's not something that is deemed inappropriate. It's part of the young man's culture. And now he's in high school. And apparently he's been growing his locks. They are not dreadlocks. The word dread was placed in front of the word during the period of slavery and during those days because the white slave masters, you know, looked at them as being dreadful so a bit of something that i've learned recent in recent years that they are not dreadlocks they are just called locks and so this young man started growing these out you know apparently seventh grade year and now all of a sudden he is in his senior year and the school has threatened that if he does not cut his locks he will be suspended until he does. And on top of that, he cannot graduate. He cannot walk across the stage. Now, from everything that I've read about this young man, he is a very solid young man. He goes by the rules. He follows the rules and the guidelines of the school from the dress code to his conduct. He is an academic scholar in all that he does. And now, all of a sudden, you want to be able to flex your authority 
and your power because that's all this is is a power move this is nothing more than a occasion for those in power those of the dominant culture to flex their authority in this situation now my thing is this he has complied him his parents they have complied to the dress code now all of a sudden i'm starting to think okay why is it now his senior year he has been complicit well not complicit i'm sorry he has complied with the guidelines of the school, the dress code, everything. They say he cannot have his hair down past his earlobes or in his face. He puts them up off of his shoulders, out of his face. He does not take them down at any point throughout the day. Now, suddenly, there's a problem. While he's now four months or so removed from graduating, now there's a problem. My question is simply this. Where were these guidelines slash dress code? Why were not these things enforced during his freshman year, during his sophomore year, during his junior year? Now suddenly in his senior year, now there's a problem. These locks did not ceased to grow until all of a sudden his senior year what were or where were these guidelines and dress codes all these years prior to now this is where i begin to really be rubbed because i've been seeing this thing in the news over the years uh people in california on the west coast people all over being uh, subjected to not being hired because of their quote-unquote ethnic hairstyles even though that has nothing to do with the person or individual being able to perform their job and do it well but all of a sudden now there's a problem and I feel they've been trying to you know, flex, and dare I say this, but I'm going to say it because this is how I feel. This is white America, those who are in positions of power and authority, they're flexing this power and authority in instances like this unnecessarily to make it hard or harder as if being black in America is not already hard. Now you want to further... uh stack the hurdle so to speak unnecessarily just to get some kind of kicks and giggles to say yes to kind of reinforce your this mindset that you have of yeah I, I can flex my authority and we can flex our power in this position because we can simply just do it because we can we're going to do it because we can and this irks me because this kid Yes, this kid. This is what irks me because the simple fact, no matter what, this kid has been abiding by the rules. This kid has been compliant with everything. And on top of that, he is an acad he's academically sound. At least a 3.0 or higher, this kid is just performing in stellar fashion and now 
a time where he should be getting ready, you know, tying up loose ends to graduate, to finally walk across a stage. Now, granted, this is where we are. This kid, he's, I'm sure he's seen his peers that are of his age or under his age all over the United States getting killed and cut down before they even see their senior year. Now, all of a sudden, he is like, okay, I've made it. The finish line is in sight. I am in that dead sprint about to cross this finish line. And now, all of a sudden, I'm being told that if I don't cut my hair, I can't graduate. What in the blue heck is going on here? This kid should be gearing up to celebrate with his family Hey, I've made it. This is a milestone. I've worked so hard for this. As if being black in America wasn't hard enough. Being a teenager in America is hard. Doubly hard. If that's even a word, but I'll use it. Doubly hard. And then on top of that, you know, the bullying ep epidemic, the just being black and just going through that, that shift of trying to find yourself or rather, you know, understand who you are, normalizing, all that stuff that comes along with, you know, the, the pressures of coming through high school, and now all of a sudden, I'm being threatened if I don't cut my hair, which is tied to my culture, tied to who I am, now all of a sudden you want, just because you can, you want to switch the rules and, and modify and, and, and alter the dress code and everything just because you can never being able to give a legit cause or legit reason why no reason whatsoever all because they can and they will and they will continue to get away with it because they are not held account by no one or to no one they don't have to give an answer to anyone they can do it because they simply can when i don't understand when will people when will the light bulb go off and and let tell you this is not right Come on now. You got to get to a point where you're just like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do this. This kid is not doing anything wrong. And now all of a sudden, because they took a stand, now it's making major news all across the U.S. The kid has gone on Ellen. Ellen has given the kid $20,000. White America was upset with that. They felt some kind of way in their feelings, in their fee-fees, and all of a sudden, they want to have all this backlash. I've seen the story of Ellen granting this kid $20,000. You know, I saw the article on Facebook, and all these Caucasian Americans under this, everybody's got a freaking problem with it. All you hear is snide, all these little crazy remarks, hateful comments, and even more, they get in their feelings, even more because then a documentary called Hair Love 
they invited this young man, DeAndre, to the Oscars last night. And people have a problem with that. I don't get it. Like, what is it? Do you get off on just being able to flex your authority? I mean, come on now. We are really, we've really never left this mindset of white America just wanting to maintain control, power, and authority. The plantation physically is gone, but the mindset behind it has never died. That's all it has been, that's all it ever will be, is a continuance of white America, those who are in authority, the dominant culture, flexing. And they will continue to flex, sadly, because they feel some kind of way. Hats off to the mother and the family of DeAndre Arnold. For not, not bending, not bowing to America, to the powers that be. Keeping the young man proud of his culture and not bowing to what they want. Because honestly, it's a them versus us. And it's going to stay that way until this entire world and society as we know it is dead and gone. I wish and hope that it would change. Slowly we're gaining a little bit of ground here and there. But we're not gaining so much ground to where we're seeing any kind of notable changes. So salute and hats off. To every person of color who will not bend and who will not break in the face of foolish hatred. This is what we got to deal with. But we're resilient people. We've always overcame and we will continue to overcome. And this is in no way, shape or form hate towards any of my Caucasian brothers and sisters who have a heart and have a mind of equality. But this is a dig, this is a slap in the face, this is a foot in the chest of every other person of Caucasian descent who has that mindset of superiority and white supremacist mindset. This Yes, this is for those who think like that. So you already know, guys. Stand your ground. Be who you are. Love who you are. Embrace who you are. Don't change for nobody. Until next time, deuces.